in a world that seems so divided, the universal language of music is one thing that we could all agree upon. I'm Ted Kelly, and this is Can't We All Just Get a Song? Today, we're going to be meeting Cat Hart Brennan. She's an ER nurse, has raised an amazing family. She's a pet lover and a brilliant artist. Plus, we're going to be checking out some of her new EP that's available on Spotify, including her new single, Honey Baby. Our conversation was pre-COVID, but during the pandemic, Kat not only was on the front line working, but she was raising awareness and funds by performing to support the frontline workers throughout the Reno area. After the interview, I'm going to give you a text number to text the word CAT, K-A-T, to receive your own copy of Cat Hart's new single, Honey Baby. Check it. good music. Now, let's meet Cat Hart Brennan. All right, so this is Can't We All Just Get a Song, and I happen to be in Reno at probably one of the coolest bar, food, entertainment venues. It's called Rue Bourbon, and it's down here on Virginia Street. If you make it to Reno, you're going to love this place, and uh, they are known for just really having some interesting, talented really engaging artists and one of them I'm talking with today it's Kat Brennan hey how are you I'm good how are you good I I would describe you as a really brilliant artist a singer songwriter thank you what I want to find out is Mm -hmm. your story that brings you from Reno Mm -hmm. to Nashville Mm -hmm. with your new album Mm -hmm. and a story of of a love of music so tell me where was the first inspiration for music uh, well, I grew up always just being musical at heart. I had a little tiny organ, one of these little kid ones that my dad passed down to me when yeah. I was like three or four. And I remember like, you know, beating out Silent Night and Home on the Range off the little songbook. Um, and I was just really into music all the time as a kid. I just uh, loved playing saxophone and stuff. I didn't sing, but I played all kinds of different instruments. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Did you know that uh, David Bowie was a saxophone player? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's how he started that's out. That's pretty bad. Yeah. When do you recall writing your first song? Oh, that's really easy. So, um, got to step back a little bit. I was a foster care kid at the age of 13 and moved across the country. And then within a year of being out of foster care, I met like a really not nice man. Mm. And I ended up having four beautiful kids with him. Um, and I was with him for 12 and a half years. And he was not interested in letting me do music or sing or even hum while I was doing the dishes. He was very controlling. There was a lot of abuse on a lot of different levels. Wow. And the day I left him, I bought a guitar at a pawn shop and I flew out on a plane to visit my family, um, some extended family here in uh, just south of us now in Gardnerville. Yeah. And I sat under the mountains and I played music and I just, 
it's just started pouring out. I don't know. I wrote somewhere around 70 songs in the first year. How long ago was this? Um, just about eight years. Unbelievable. Were you with the band? Um, I was. I've dabbled in both cover bands, original bands, right. and then a duo, but I've also always consistently done solo stuff on the side. Four <laughs> kids who, you're, who are your home audience, they're like your focus group. Yes. They're musicians too, so it's. <laughs> you could put together your own band, like uh, like, on like, your, like the 21st century version of the Partridge Band. Maybe someday, <laughs> man. My kids are really talented. Music inspirations as mm -hmm. a child growing up. Oh, my dad had a serious um, a, a thing that we would do every Sunday. He would wake up and he would make a really big breakfast. And when he did, um, he'd start the record player, and he'd put on all of his classic, like, 70s rock. Nice. And then we would clean the house afterwards, and it was our Sunday afternoon thing, and then we'd sit and chill and watch movies or whatever. Wow. Um, he was a single dad, and I was an only child. So um, I really grew up on a lot of, like... I remember my dad always had a Leonard Skinner poster in the bathroom for some reason. And it was like a lot of Eagles and, you know, CCR and really classic 70s rock. And you really weave solid. a lot of that stuff into your performances. Mm -hmm. I love that stuff. Has your dad seen you perform? He actually was there the very first time I ever sang in front of anybody, which was that same trip that I made out here when I wrote music. Isn't that something? Yeah, I played at Genoa Bar. Yeah. It's the oldest saloon oldest in Nevada. Bar in Nevada, kids. That's mm -hmm. right. Got to visit there. It's beautiful. It and they used to have an open mic on Friday nights. And I went and I played... Hotel California, with a guy who made a, a bass guitar out of a boat oar, and another guy who made drums out of coffee cans, and uh, a Hawaiian guy who played like a a, a drunk Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> it was it was really Super fun. Cool. It was really fun. All right, so how do you get from Gardnerville, Genoa, Reno? And we'll put the map up so you could follow along with this. To Nashville. When I went to foster care, I actually moved in with my grandma in Ohio. Okay. So all of those years that I wasn't playing music was all of the time I spent in Ohio. And so I actually, um, my roots are, my music roots are all deep in Ohio. I grew up, or I, in this scene, like as a musician, I grew up around a, a really interesting pocket there's an interesting area geographically where there's just really, really rich amount of musicianship. Wow. Um, people that have done things that they shouldn't have. You shouldn't have that many, like, in such a rural area. In yeah. Water. Yeah, it was really interesting. It's it's still that way. It's amazing. Um, but that took me down to Nashville eventually with um, with an original band. On my birthday, I led a singer-songwriter circle in Nashville. That was my first gig down there. And uh, made friends and met my producer at... Lipstick Lounge, the best gay bar slash karaoke bar in Nashville. Right. And it was rad. It's That's who's doing my album now. And he just did, like, India RE's vocals, and he's done a lot of really, nice. really great artists. Top of mind, one of the most interesting festivals that you've done. Oh, the Workout Festival. And when and where was it? It was at Legend Valley. Okay. Um, outside of Columbus, Ohio, known for being the place where the Grateful Dead played. It's a really big claim to fame. Um, but it was the first festival I'd ever been to. I had almost no preparation. I'd only been a musician for maybe a year and a half, maybe two years, tops. Um, and I had met this really great group of musicians um, called the Big Damn Jam out of Dayton, Ohio. And um, they actually, one of the ladies in that group hit me up like three days beforehand and said hey we have a spot in this jam band would you like to come play with us she said the only catch is we're also helping feed all the big musicians backstage I love to cook right 
I love to cook. So I was like absolutely in. And I actually um, slept in my car most of the weekend and it was amazing. The workout festival is also known for um, having like this really great art community about it. There's fire dancers and live painting wow. and sculptures and people walking on stilts and neon designs in the trees. So it was it was really rad. Wow. And I got to play with this amazing giant band with like a horn section and a, a great keyboard player out of Nashville and just it was it was really cool. It was a lot of fun. You know, I uh, I follow you on Facebook. Oh, thank you. I feel special. <laughs> you did it because I wanted to see the reaction the way people discuss you and your music. And Lindsay says, her songs are addicting, must listen to over and over again, worth the listen. Nice, right? Thank you. She's quite a soulful, intimate performer. Her originals get stuck in your head for weeks. That's a great song. Uh, watching her set means you've made a good decision, and you'll be glad you did. It's great. That's really neat to hear that like that. It is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Are you using some of those original 70 songs on this album? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. So um, my writing style varies greatly. I started on an acoustic guitar, and for about the last two or three years, I've been playing electric. But I use um, but I use a lot of like old-school tones, um, but I, I find that the flexibility takes me everywhere from like folk to really even really heavy stuff and really groovy stuff and bluesy and I'm kind of all over the map the same way I am when you hear me choose my covers I'm the same way when I write you've curated your own sets <laughs> <laughs> I, I play what I want to I play what makes me happy yeah. so and I just happen to like a lot of things yeah. <laughs> when you hear Kat's voice on some of her new tracks including Doesn't Come Easy you hear hints of Amy Winehouse Joss Stone some of Cat Hart's favorite female artists? Um, I like all female artists. I have a lot of respect for females in the music industry in general. I am partial to the old greats. Um, my very favorite album of all time is Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald together. Um, they did, they actually went in the studio and recorded like 30 songs together. And then it's been released in different amalgamations and different numbers of songs. But Dream a Little Dream of Me is my favorite with them. But, so she was very inspirational for me. Um, I, Etta James, of course, Nina Simone, uh, Amy Winehouse is a is a, somebody I really love listening to. Of course, Stevie Nicks and Janis Joplin, and there's a lot of '90s singers that really influenced me because I went from the '70s rock to the '90s rock in my own taste. So, um, you know, I grew up listening to the Cranberries, and but I really, I I I have to say, I probably got most of my influence from men. Like who? All of those those classic greats and the 90s rock artists, I really, um, it took me a long time to get to a point where I would cover females. My voice is lower anyway, it's a lower register and actually I'm really close to um, 
quite a different male, uh, quite a few different male artists. Like John Legend, I can match him pretty much note for note. That's not your typical female range. So female songs get really hard. People will always ask me to sing Alanis Morissette. And I can't reach her. Because <laughs> it's of too, high. Yeah, too high. Yeah, but she wrote a lot of things in keys that are also really difficult to transpose lower without really messing the song up. So, um, People are just getting to know you. What else would you like them to know about? I'm really proud of my day job. Okay. Most musicians, I think, don't talk about it. But I'm an ER nurse by trade. And I think that goes a lot into what I do, too. I am constantly surrounded by humanity in the darkest moments, even when they're not my own. And it's something that is constantly inspirational and constantly keeps my chest kind of partway open. Um, and between that it's and my kids and, and music, there's some kind of little magical perfect storm. Go figure. She's pretty awesome, right? And fierce, too. It's Cat Heart Brennan. Now... You're going to get a chance to get Cat's Honey Baby, a download from Cat and me, for a few of our closest friends by texting KAT to 818-394-0336. That's how you get in touch with me. 818-394-0336. Text Cat, K-A-T. And check out Cat Hart Brennan on Spotify. Hashtag Cat Heart. We've got a whole year lined up of great music and great new artists on Can't We All Just Get a Song? I'm Ted Kelly, logging off. <laughs>